Now entering Nerdist.com. Make my own 7 up. Lyman. 7 up. Um, Alright, let me know when we're recording and then I'll play the intro song. We're recording. Okay. No, I didn't want to do that. Geo. Um, there it is. Okay. Alright, this is Jonah Radio. for tuning in to Jonah Ray Dio Kameka because he's getting ready for our big live event April 19th at 8 p.m. at Grilla Mall, the metal burger place in Alhambra, California. A- April 19th, 8 p.m. Our guests will be Brendan Small and music by The Manx, and we're going to also design a burger for them. And if uh, we'll take... Was that you? Oh, that, that doesn't make sense. That's, like, that's, a, that's a noise you hear for a pretty lady. Anyway... Okay. Sidetracked. Uh, so come out to that. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Joan Radio tonight. Our producer is Cash Hartzell. Cash, say hello. Hello. Uh, Neil Mahoney's got all kinds of new sound effects. Hi. Excellent. Uh, and we have uh, we have a trio of first timer guests here. We're going to start with the least famous first. We got uh, uh, from music and design one of my favorite uh, musicians around right now, Mr. Mike Kroll. Mike, say hello. Hi. Cool. Also, real mean thing to say when no one laughs after I go out on a limb <laughs> and call him the least famous person. I could have really used some backups. So I didn't feel like a piece of shit. It's uh, true. Also, it's our, true. Uh, our, our, our guest from out of town, uh, the uh, comedy uh, duo uh, that got their start on the best show on WFMU. Please welcome Tom Sharpling and John Worcester. Please, everybody. Hi. Hey, everybody. Thank you. How are you? Thank you. <laughs> We're all doing our best. That's all we can do. It is warm. And we don't have headphones like in your fancy radio place. So <laughs> yeah, I just gotta, noticed that. Yeah, I was you like, got you to project. Huh. This is that West Coast <laughs> podcasting scene that you're <laughs> that I'm so supportive of. <laughs> exactly. Like, I champion this. <laughs> this, is the, this is the thing you hate most. It really is on the West Coast. So far from the thing I hate the most <laughs> anywhere. If this you is one thing you hate the most, what mm-hmm. would it be? Beside that, beside that shirt you're wearing. Hey. <laughs> got an angry Samoans button. I, an I like that. Yeah, dirt nap records button. I'm kidding. I like the shirt you're wearing. <laughs> Listen, this, this is, my laid back California way is already clashing with your New Jersey sensibility. Yeah, my hard scrabble street tough ways. What am I supposed to be wearing? A rugby jersey? No, you could wear a uh I thought you'd be wearing like a drive like Jehu shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I do have one of those. I have a, a drive one, like, only one. Well, I have. Well, what I happens have to the other I have a drive three. like Jehu shirt and I have a drive like Jelly shirt, which okay. is a parody shirt from Mark Trombino's uh, Donut Friend Restaurant, which is a, a donut restaurant, <laughs> which is uh, mm-hmm. down the street from here. Uh, so, guys, what are you doing in town right now? We are doing promotional appearances, and we showed um, a movie last night. At, at the Cinefamily. Cinefamily. What did you show? A, a documentary on barbershop quartet singing called American Harmony. 
Is this a new thing, or is this a thing you found? This is a thing we found a few years ago. It only came out, I think it came out in 2009, and we, we have probably seen this thing 50 times. Yeah. I watched it three times yesterday. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's, the, uh, what's the big thing about it? What makes you like it so much? It's, first of all, it, it's a, a genre of music that I think we're in agreement with that we cannot stand. Yeah, it's the Four part harmonies. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's an impressive feat that these yeah. guys do. There's yeah. no instrumentation, so you're just, it's bare bones voices. But the, there's drama and ego clashing and egomaniacal behavior that it, it, rivals it, anything. It's the national championship for, for who is the, the, the best barbershop yeah. quartet in America or internationally. It's an international competition. Yes. So it culminates in the, the, the finals. Which take place in? Are, uh, there, are there a lot of international barbershop singers? There's a fair amount. Uh, uh, Seems yeah, like a yeah. very American, doesn't thing. it? Yeah. yeah. There's one English guy in the thing. One English guy, yeah. a Japanese guy. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese guy. Yes. yes. So that's the I flavor then. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Are they dressed in like old timey Japanese things, or like they in like pre war kimonos? This guy or? is a, hi- a highlight <laughs> of the movie because he he's a fan and he has come over oh. to America yeah. to to kind of you know bask in the barbershop scene. But he gets to sing with one of the groups too. His mm. favorite group is called OC Times, They're Orange like County. The, 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 oh, hot, the hot young guys yeah. of the barbershop scene. And he <laughs> loves OC Times yeah. so much. <laughs> and, and so he just is upset. He knew about them. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy is 90 seconds of the movie. It is. <laughs> it is like. Yeah. When, when does jo- sound like a fascinating portrait, but you're saying oh, it's not that long. No, it's not about him. It. When when I went down to Chapel Hill, one uh, about two years ago, probably at this point, yeah, yeah. John was like, "Hey, I have this movie. Maybe we could watch this movie." And then it took us two days to get through it because we kept pausing it every fifteen <laughs> seconds. And how did you find it? I saw it listed on Netflix a few years before, I guess, and I put it in my queue, and it came, and like I sat on it for weeks just because it was like I can't. <laughs> I can't watch. You this. had to wait for your buddy to come down and watch. I it. can't watch this, and I watched it. I loved it, and then, and then, yeah. A few months later, Tom came down, and and, and I <laughs> said, Let, "Let's watch this you together." Have, you have like a weird obsession though with like music you don't like. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you read, you, you read the autobiographies of uh, bands and musicians Everybody, that you loathe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like, what's a recent one I've I've loved that I've have no interest in? Um, Originally, I thought like on your Instagram, I always saw that you would. I thought you were just flipping through and finding the worst thing and then taking a picture, and then that's the extent of it. But you read the entire. Oh, oh I, I read. I read them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, well, anything by Kiss, I, I love, and and K- yeah. Kiss is a band I loved as a ch- as a child, and sure. then found them. T- Tom and I kind of rediscovered Kiss <laughs> in the, I guess in the at the mi- football arena in, in the mid '90s or so as as this this mm-hmm. ridiculous thing that we. And discussed and so mid nineties. That's when they got back into the makeup. It was just before they got back in the makeup. Yeah, yeah. Which it, it, they became less interesting after they got back. Yes. Like <laughs> when they were trying to record like a grunge album. Right. Was them oh, at their man. most interesting because they were just at the breaking point of when the the thing was really going to fall. The apart only card left was, yeah. was that. And there's a great documentary ab- about this era of Kiss called yeah. called Kiss Loves You. 
and it, it, it's 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 just about that that weird. Is this made by Kiss? No, oh, no. okay. It, but it's really good, and and it's just that that time right before they got back together, where there there was just the the fan base was so small at this point. There's a there's a guy who in it who played with Ace was Ace's yes. guitar tech. He, was he, he? He was a guy that just kind of became a friend of Ace. You know, it's a little just like. Being the guy that will do anything for Ace, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he, but he was doing that when Ace is playing like hundred yeah. fifty in front of hundred fifty people at a club. Then Ace gets back with Kiss, mm-hmm. and the final thing we see, like the, almost the final thing we see, that guy is him at a, a Kiss makeup at show. the garden, yeah, at the garden, <laughs> giving the finger. Yeah. To kiss because he's so mad that he's out of the circle now because oh, Ace is. He, he didn't bring him along. Didn't bring him along. And, oh, and, and there's footage of, 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 of his name's Bill of Bill throwing a, some like a towel or something at at Ace and it hits Ace in the head. Oh, perfect! And so he's like that. That was my sweet revenge. <laughs> and then the after like the 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 postscript is. He's now into like rockabilly. Like he gave us, it was an Elvis. He was just like, I'm done with Ace. I'm not ready to get rid of the entire outfit, but the the makeup can go. And so you you liked him? Do you? Can you, as a music connoisseur, now go back and appreciate it at all? Do you listen to it outside of nostalgia? Not really. No. Yeah. No, but I will buy any book, (laughs) any DVD, anything. Just, I mean, they they seem. More, they'll be they'll be thought of more as legendary businessmen than anything yeah. else. I just I just love the, the. It's kind of the great thing about rock and roll in general is just like, if things had gone any other way, those guys would just be garbage men, <laughs> <laughs> like the Ramones or, or Oasis or whoever. God gave rock and roll to you. Yeah, the wrong version. I used, I want the I, we would always play the Kiss right. version. Yeah. And he got so excited. He's like, you'll never guess what. I got the original version. I yeah. said, no one gives a fuck yeah. about the original yeah. version. And nobody cares about Argent. That's Argent? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just happy to have a kiss-free podcast. <laughs> but Peter Chris's book, I, I yeah. highly recommend because it's, incre- it's outrageous. Oh, really? Yeah. He, 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 he will dish sexually on his current wife. Oh, no. On his current wife. Yeah. 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 And, and there's a. I think we, we talked about that book a whole lot. Oh, yeah. One of, yeah. One of the many funny things in it was... He he talk Peter talks about when like he's always celebrating himself in every possible way. <laughs> he finds every chance to brag and he talks about when when Kiss when when Bill Alcoin and Sean uh Daniels Delaney Delaney was when they um started really putting Kiss through the paces to get them ready to be like on the big stage right and it's just like he talks in the in the things like you know they were just making us rehearse and they were just they were just brutal in what they would say to us whether it be like paul you couldn't you sang that terribly or peter that was great keep doing more of that (laughs) it's just like like he couldn't like every chance to glorify himself like they were unsparing with their criticism. <laughs> that's like that's what it feels like. All of them are like. It seems like all of them are just you know, it's like losers. It just like promote themselves. <laughs> it's right. like four winners who are he losers. Also, yeah. He couldn't have possibly written the actually written the book himself. Well, right? yeah, no, I don't, yeah. yeah. Neither no. did Didi Ramon. No, 
Yeah, I know, but like all those Kiss guys seem like, oh yeah, I'll you know put my name on it. Well, it, who's writing it? Oh wait, never mind. I yeah. don't care. I, I got a, a, an advanced copy of it, which I didn't know was an advanced copy of it because it was it was like a final version. It was a hard hard cover and had the jacket. And so I, I was on tour with the Mountain Goats, and I was just reading it in the van, <laughs> and I, I was posting pictures of the most of the craziest oh, no. passages. <laughs> and then I got a message from the guy that he wrote it with. Oh really? Um, you know, just saying, you know, it's okay that you're doing this. And I, I actually had to, I had to tell the legal department oh, at, at the man. publisher that like you're a legit person or something. Okay. And yeah. they said, you're probably helping sell books. Probably. You know? That's awesome. But, but this, the things in this book are just crazy. It's unbelievable. He, he was in a band that, oh, that, is, that, got, is, that got held Captive, yeah, hostage. They were basically kidnapped by by the same guy twice. <laughs> like man, this, this, this rich. It was like this guy who they thought was going to like finance like the their, band, their benefactor, or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. that and he took them, and then he held them, held the band captive in his house, and then they got out, and then he kind of convinced them to come back, and then held them captive again, and just and he keeps talking about his. His zip gun. He made like a. He would make yeah. zip guns. Just a kid from from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, streets. <laughs> <laughs> zip guns. I didn't know what a bidet was. <laughs> <laughs> this is not in the book, but one of the all-time great Peter Chris things is when he, when Kiss, blew up, and then he went to management and said, "When do we get to? When do we get to like sign the book?" And the man, they're like, what are you talking about, the book? And he's like, you know, the book, the book of millionaires. It's like, we're millionaires now. And I heard that there's a book down on Wall Street that, like, like when, you're a, when you're declared a millionaire, you, like sign, into a hotel. Yeah, you sign your name into the book. And welcome. I mean, Mr. that's <laughs> maybe the dumbest thing imaginable. That reminds me so much of uh, as uh, Galifianakis talked about this, where he said, like, like when the Hangover movie blew up and like right. Zach became like a big celebrity, Brody like was getting lunch with him, Brody Stevens, and goes, "Hey, so now that you're, you know, like celebrity, you like know the upper echelon, have you gotten any more information about UFOs?" Uh, let's, uh, we're going to take a break and get back more into some uh, rock talk about Kiss after uh, this amazing Mike Kroll song uh, off of I Hate Jazz. Uh, the song is called 17, Parenthetical Age. I'll always be age 17, wide-eyed with limbs still shaking.
Back up. Okay. All right. That was Mike Kroll off of I Hate Jazz. It's a great album. Thank you. I mean, your third's amazing, too. You're, you're fucking three for three so far, in my opinion. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Third one's not out yet. Yeah, I know, but I heard it. It's, it was a kind of a, like a soft throw yeah, yeah, bragging yeah. about. Yeah. I get things early That's right. <laughs> from guys named Mike. It's just you and Michael Cronin. Are, I get things early. That's the only thing. Um, I do... John want, gets books early. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, Smart man's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, Tom, I don't know if we've ever talked about it in a public forum, but we had, uh, the first time we met, an, an issue. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this is, don't blame me on this one. This one is not. No, this was a misunderstanding, so you can't blame either of us, really. No. So there uh, I was. <laughs> at Barcade. Barcade. Yes. In, uh, in Koreatown. Mm-hmm. And, a guy uh, with not much money, a scrappy young comedian. <laughs> no, no, I had looking bought for my, beer. I had bought a beer. Uh-huh. I turned around to talk to somebody. Uh-huh. I turned back. There's a beer right in front of me. Uh-huh. I grab it, start drinking uh-huh. next to it, uh-huh. and this New Jersey piece of shit <laughs> said, starts berating me for hey, stealing his beer. You're drinking my beer. <laughs> I, I think I don't know. I look. <laughs> I have zero problem, but I think it's funny (laughs) that you did that, that you snaked my beer while I was playing uh, Defender or whatever I was playing at at that point. I can't remember if I am telling the truth or I have convinced myself of the lie I said at the time. It doesn't matter. You wouldn't really steal someone's like I beer, like I, a, like oh, who's drinking this? No one that I can see. Let me just grab that. No, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have. I was pretty sad at the time, though. It was pretty was, sad back then. Yeah. Why is the low end on this? I thought it was like playful in a way. Like you're just kind of like, oh, that's the. I'm a scamp. But you were you were a stranger at the time. Yeah. I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't have done that to someone I don't know. I would steal sure. any beer from any of you at yeah. any. Yeah. Well, that's that makes my case a little more than you didn't know me. You're just like beer, mine. Yeah, he's but, playing a video game. This is mine now. But I, I didn't think it. Was I don't anything, think you did. anything that happened until a lot of people who listened to your. Uh, I never it, named you ever on the show. But like multiple people knew who exactly. <laughs> well, that might say more for my case again. If yeah. people are saying that's got to be Jonah. Yeah, did that lawyer defend. I never once said your name with it. You didn't. I doubt you really even remembered my name. Oh, I knew who you were. Don't worry. The the guy who grabs beers. (laughs) Oh, that guy who grabs beers is also a comedian? Yeah. (laughs) Now, the... I, I want to know about uh, your issues with the uh, uh, California Los Angeles podcast. I have absolutely no problem. news. (laughs) I have no problem with... You, all this of, is no, this, well, you want to know? Look, all I have—the only thing I ever have a problem with anybody is just like when people do things, when people jump on certain trends as a means to different ends, where they don't care about the form; mm-hmm. they just look at it as a way to get other things out of it. Yeah. Yes. That's all. I mean, yeah. it's like when—and I think it's looks—you know, six, seven years ago, everybody was trying to get like a web thing going mm-hmm. like viral videos or whatever yeah and there was people who were doing that because they loved it and then there's people who jump on and then they dilute everything because true they're just looking at it as a way to get a tv series or something mm-hmm. yeah do you think that uh the idea of um 
I've, I've been it. podcasting since 2005. The show's been a podcast. The best show started podcasting in 2005. But how long was it around before that? It was around since 2000, but that's as, I, I don't know how much earlier you can get in than 2005. No, I, mean, I, I think the first time I'd ever even heard of a podcast was in 2005. It was uh, Keith and the Girl. Yeah, Keith and, and the Girl, and Jesse Thorne was podcasting by that point, and yeah. like Ricky Gervais was yeah. doing that thing. Jimmy Pardo, I think. I think we beat Never Not Funny <laughs> by a year, but get off the I'm cross, not dude. keeping score or anything. <laughs> yeah. But. One are, full year. Are you guys? <laughs> in, are you guys enjoying? Uh, you, know, you were saying this is different for you to just be touring without playing music. Yeah. And just like do it. This is your first comedy tour. Yes. And maybe like, is it kind of yours too? I mean, you guys have done spot dates. You guys have done shows together here and there. But this is kind of a big run, right? Yeah. Yeah. We. Th- this is the first time we've ever done our our uh, our own full show ever. Yeah. So. Um, like we would jump on yeah, shows do, here and there and yeah. do like a five or ten things. minute thing. Yeah. But, but this was like. 90 minutes of stuff so yeah. it's, it was like a play yeah <laughs> and you were you, you john you were kind of early on the uh, of the indie rock guys doing comedy stuff uh now you gotta contend with motherfuckers like ted leo <laughs> and uh you know uh mountain goats guy and uh he's the, he's the mountain he's no no i'm no. trying to i'm, I'm that guy too yeah and then that yeah. guy in Super Chunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. other guy in the Bob Mould <laughs> yeah, band. I just compl- I just flaked on his name. I'm just uh, John. Yes, also John. Also yeah. John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just hadn't pressed a button in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this is a real uh, clunky uh, podcast, and I really want to yeah. know. I want to get keeping it, to it out of sleep mode. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Don't, don't do that. I had so many doesn't. fantasies of this being a lot more fun, and uh, <laughs> didn't expect it to be so hot in this room. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not even. Oh, it's spring. That's why. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Uh, but uh, is that like early on? Did you want to do comedy? You know, it's funny that this comes up in all these, these interviews. It's just I, I, I always loved comedy as a kid, yeah. like SCTV and things like that. And but I never had aspirations for it to actually do it until I met Tom. And we just kind of it's it's been such a slow, organic build that it doesn't even feel like a career. A move at all? It's just something that we we've, we've been doing for what seems like our entire lives yes, together now. On at this, this point, steady, <laughs> yeah. but slow ascension. Yeah. So it, it's it just <laughs> that feels like something we do. Yeah. yeah. And now there's like things tied to it that are like purchasable, yeah. which it's there yeah. weren't you before. You guys put out a record of all of your calls, right? We've uh, over the over the years we put out every couple of years we'd put out the best of the previous couple of years that yeah. was starting in at around like maybe two two thousand and one or so and um uh, but now we have this giant box set coming out on Numero Group That's what it is, yeah, of uh, sixteen CDs and, and oh a hard God. drive with yeah. an extra four hours yeah oh, so wow. it's got a hundred page hardcover yeah. book <laughs> poster CDs you love CDs Mike I, I do yeah. I pre-ordered it. It's oh, nine man. pounds. Nine pounds. It weighs nine pounds. <laughs> yeah. so you're, like a fat you're losing baby. a lot on shipping, is what you're saying. <laughs> um, no, the, they make sure the people pay for shipping. Oh, okay. You yeah. paid for Who's shipping. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, uh, it's numero it's a good group. Price, this okay. The great. Uh, yeah, it's label out of Chicago that does a lot of reissues and oh, nice. jo- these great. Pa- these great packages. Great. Well, thank you, Mike. It's a nice. <laughs> I was package. just saying that the price is right. <laughs> For the amount of stuff you get, I yeah. I thought it was very fair. What was the shipping on it? 
I don't remember. I think seventy-five dollars. Like <laughs> <laughs> hundred for the box and then seventy-five for the shipping. Yeah, I think it was a hundred even, if I'm yeah. remembering correctly. It, it, it might be. That's I mean, insane amount of material. It really. It took us all last year yeah. to put this thing together. It was like a, pretty much a full year waiting through. Yeah, fifteen years. Oh, so many sh- calls we were listening to. There was points when we would just be like, I hate. The sound of my voice. My voice. <laughs> Did no. you guys split up episodes and just say like, "Hey, th- what do you think about this one?" or "What do you think about we, this one?" We had a, a guy uh, named Rob, who's kind of the the, the archivist of, of mm-hmm. the show, and he has just kept tabs of things over the over the years of what he likes and what he thinks are good calls. And so, w- you know, we just w- will do a call on Tuesday. Never really talk about it again, and then we'll just go on to the next one for the next week. So yeah. there's never been any kind of looking back. So we had no real gauge of what was good or memorable other than people coming up to us and saying, I love this particular call. So he, yeah. he put together like a spreadsheet of, wow. what, of wow. what we should consider, and then we spent months and months listening to it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so with the amount of stuff that you guys have done, I mean, it's got to happen so frequently, at least on, you know, at least on Twitter, but just people going like saying a line to you or say, mm-hmm. like and they go huh yeah you go, I don't, don't I said it, it once yeah. and that was it yeah. yeah you might have listened to it a few times but I said it once right yeah, yeah. no idea what that means there's people be like like when we when when we were putting it together and talking to a few friends and people were just like you got to get the uh, Brock puke call on there like puke his name's p-e-u-c-k-h his house no idea and it was just like what is that i had no idea and then there was like a washington generals yeah one where john was uh, played for the washington generals the team that always loses to the harlem globetrotters that's right and i would have bet i would have bet like a you know everything that we never did a that call (laughs) it was like no, we never did one like that. And then there was one where you were um, Philly Boy Roy's wife. Yeah. You called as Rhoda Ziegler. No, yeah. Would never have. Uh, I've never seen that. a more joyless account of two friends right. talking yeah. about their pets. Well, you don't remember it. And, and, and it's funny. Uh, this kind of ties in. A, a friend of mine also loves um, the. Uh, the movie Real Life, yeah, Albert Brooks, yeah. and uh, Charles Grodin has you know he has has the great line in, in it when he's he's putting the uh, the horse under to to perform surgery on it, uh, like he he gets distracted and and it's it's double the amount of anesthesia yeah. and he finds out that it's 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 actually twice and he keeps going that's too much, that's too much, that's too much. <laughs> A friend of mine sees Charles Grodin in the airport no. and goes and no. just goes. That's too much. Oh, That's too much. Any, uh, just no memory of it. Not, nothing. So yeah. Just kind of forget everything. Yeah. That was uh, when on on the nerves when we had Arnold Schwarzenegger on. Uh, there was a thing where he didn't know certain things oh, were right. like he was like you know he's like I never knew so many lines I did were sp- were going to be memorable lines. Yeah. Like and he even said like uh, like it's like in this movie I thought the line everyone was going to be repeating was this one right. and instead it's like I'll be back which he says. He fought for the idea. Of, he's like, I should say I will be back. I'm a robot. Wow. I wouldn't yeah. use, I wouldn't wow, use all. Oh, yeah. yeah. No contractions. Yeah. yeah. Did, he have any, did he have any from like The Last Stand? The Last Stand. Yeah. He had a ton movie. from Jingle All the Way. <laughs> from that, yeah. I like these new Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I think this is his best. 
era, era of filmmaking. Yeah. Post-political era. I'm yeah. looking forward to the one. Yes, the yeah. one with him. All, all the shit he wasn't willing to yeah. say because he was going to have a future in politics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back on the yes. table now. Yeah. Now yeah. he can finally make yeah. a movie where him and Arnold and and Sylvester Stallone are. Trying to break out of a jail or something. Is wasn't that, that a one movie? Of, wasn't yeah. that one of them? Yeah, that was, that, that was actually, I've seen a lot of his recent movies. That was the best one out of the last four. <laughs> That's great. They're, those are coming out like Nick Cage movies. They now. really are. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he yeah. may have a tax debt. This guy ran the sixth largest economy on the planet, <laughs> the state of California. Now he's making movies that are barely coming out in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Still skimming a profit, though. Uh, that's really, all right, we're going to take a break with a, a Super Chunk song. Now, I, I, I wanted to play some recent. Yeah. Uh, but do you have like a favorite song on the drums? Uh, like, is there. Um, you know, I, I don't really. Like, I, I love songs. I, I, I'm never impressed by actual drumming. You never, you never, even when you're listening to other bands, you don't like a part? Not really, no. Really? No, and I, th- I think a drummer is doing his job if you don't notice it, really. Now you're you do like some amazing fills and oh, like thanks man like <laughs> I, that, no that just surprises me that you wouldn't then be a fan of it or talk about how you're supposed to be hidden because and maybe it's just because I'm a drummer mm. like it's like you know your stuff is like fantastic oh I I, I don't know I I um I, I love drummers who who or, you know the the phrase is always who who pl- play for the song yeah and and I th- I, I think. If you get like one little great fill in, that's great. Like I, I want to be sedated has I think has one drum roll in it. Yeah, and like it's, I think every Ramon song right. ever yeah. has one drum yeah. roll. In it. <laughs> so I I love that kind of playing. Uh, the guy uh, who was in the neck, Bruce Gary. Yeah, he he was great at like just laying it down, but also getting little things in here and there. So that, you don't like uh, Mitch Mitchell. You don't like uh, John Bonham. You don't like uh, I I. I respect those guys, and I think John Bonham, I, I would say, is probably the greatest overall rock drummer ever. Yeah, and and because he, he goes back and forth, absolutely. Yeah, and he had a great touch, and he he would get little things in, but he never like was just going yeah. the entire. Time, that's what always bugged know? me about Keith Moon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like, but that's the thing. It's the same thing that the same thing I didn't like about Keith Moon. I liked about Mitch Mitchell. Like yeah. uh, I like that he kind of, or even the I can't remember his name, but it was the drummer for Scared of Chaka who just decided to just play. The drums as if it was the guitar. We played with uh, Scared of Chaka once. They were one of my favorite Al- bands. Albuquerque, right? Is that yeah. the drum? Albuquerque, yeah. 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 Um, and then uh, w- yeah, the singer now plays guitar in The Shins. Oh. Because yeah. they, they put out a split seven inch with Flake Music, who okay. then become. Um, what about uh, Carl Palmer? You like him, though, right? I, I love that, he, that at one point his drums were so heavy that, that that they had to cancel the show because they would have gone through the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what band was this? Uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He, he had... What were the drums made of? Were they like lead? Oh, the, he, he got this when they when they started making a ton of money. He custom ordered these drums that were so heavy, and then they didn't think about the practical thing that your drum set's enormous, and these drums are all super heavy. Yeah, each guy had to have his own tractor trailer yeah. to bring his. <laughs> individual equipment to the show and the tractor trailers had like the letters on the on the, ro- on the roof wow. so when they would film from a, a, an aerial shot you'd see an e a truck with an e on it oh man they were pretty sweet but a, a song that i i i like of ours i don't know if you have it is called me me and you and jackie matu it's on our last record 
Wait, you're not. You just saw that I was going to play no, that. No, anyway. no, I, I swear to God, I, I can't see that. I can't see that. that. Well, oh my God, it is. I I couldn't see it. No, you're fucking with me. I swear to God, I can't see it from here. I promise you. Okay. I well, swear to you. That's the one I want. That's to play. the one I, that came to mind immediately. It's a great song, and it's, and also, it's like two minutes long. It's 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 a, it's a good short song, but it's also like it when it when I heard this record, like and when I started to know more about you, mm-hmm. like and like that your interest in your love of Kiss and whatnot. I, I started to be like, oh, this was probably a song you would like because it has such a nice kind of, uh, you know, flair of like a good 70s rock tune. Right. Totally. Like Lucky Man. Yes. By Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please stop talking about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Last minute song, too, by the way. did Almost did not make no, the first album. Yeah. Wow. Are you serious? You're a huge... Tom, Tom, is, Tom is, is so deep into prog I'm right now. returning to my 13-year-old self, <laughs> listening to the absolute worst imaginable music, <laughs> Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. I had, the wor- I had the most scattershot record purchases where I would be like, yeah, I'll buy this Husker Du, I'll buy Metal, uh, Metal Circus, and then I'll also buy this... Three LP Emerson Lincoln Palmer live album. But that's, I'll, that's I'll figure that, it that's out. That's like a good. That's what you want. Like that's that's no, cool. It's troubling. Why? Because <laughs> there's no. There's just it's as it's, it's arbitrary as. Did, like, did you have like an older brother? No, I didn't. So you, you so yeah, I'm on my so own sure. going to the record store. I don't know. This looks cool. <laughs> this this spaceship on it. Yeah, this has a. Put that Seeger bump underneath that. That's good for this. Seeger bump. Oh, Bob Seeger. Well, here's me and you and Jackie Matu by Super Chunk.
That was it, Uber. We did uh, Me and You and Jackie Matu from Super Chunk's last record, uh, I Hate Music. Yes, I do. And that, that drumming made, made my drumming sound like the Shags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I heard about the Shags. Be- uh, mainly- I was working at a record store a long time ago with uh, Ronnie Barnett from The Muff. Oh, yeah. Uh, who uh, I think it's like he also has a crazy fascination with uh, the with kiss. oh yes with we, the we kiss. talk about it like often. I'm a yes. shitty dad yes with, you you like the kiss <laughs> yeah. um, but it's a uh, but it's I think it's just you guys are like both around that same age group mm-hmm. of just it was like and I asked him I was like really what was it he's right. like well. I really liked rock music, and monsters were the yeah. coolest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> it was ingenious. Like they, 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 like what kid would not like that at ten years old? Yeah. Also, know? like Dave Mello from uh, Operation Ivy and Schlong, like huge, huge Kiss fan. Right. Like tattoo. Oh yeah. <laughs> like next, yeah. Were you? No, I was not a. I, I didn't grow up a Kiss fan. Yeah. It was like I didn't like Kiss, and I didn't like the Three Stooges. Like those, they felt the like they were. They felt like they were. To, <laughs> like, you like kind of joined together as like. <laughs> really? Like I did like the Three Stooges. I did not like Kiss. <laughs> they felt like they were the stuff dumb kids like. Right. Yeah, I didn't like. Oh, I didn't like Kiss. Didn't like Three Stooges. I loved the uh, uh, Marx Brothers and Miles Davis. I'm really sophisticated. Yeah, <laughs> it's very impressive. Dave Windorf, the guy from the band Monster Magnet, who I've gotten to be friends with over the last really? few years. Yeah. How's that for you? I, he's <laughs> how, how is it being friends with him? Yeah, it's awesome. He's a really great guy. Band? I'm sure you've made fun of that band. No, not at all. Really? I, yeah, I, I I like those records. I saw them way back at before they were like they were more of like a jam, like a they were more maybe experimental in their very first go round. Really, and then they kind of got more more structured and song wise yeah and they were always like stoner rock and yeah like, that, like a fu manchu or that kind of stuff. yeah yeah they were they were never so they good. got lumped in with metal stuff because it was like a convenient way to sell that band yeah but they were never really that but he saw talking to him about shows he saw i mean he he saw the ramones in like 75 just every time Jesus. they played and but he was at this show it was what like New Year's Eve seventy three into seventy four is that mm-hmm. what it would have been yeah. and it was in the at the Academy of Music in New York and it was um it would have been Iggy and the Stooges and then Blue Oyster Cult and um opening the whole thing was Kiss which was probably one of their first big shows at so that point it. right. Yeah, they the were first big show? they Which were the first. That, band. That's a reference. They, they reference that in uh, Detroit Rock City, where they say like uh, Kiss opened up for Blue Oyster Cult one year later. Yes, yeah, yeah Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, and he said, as a kid coming in, he was like, he said when he saw Kiss, he's like, this is like four Alice Coopers on stage. Is oh. how he took it because Alice Cooper was you know one guy in makeup and the other guys not. He yeah. was like it was like every guy in this band. <laughs> Is Alice Cooper like so? If you think about it that way, it was like, you know, it was my. He said it was mind blowing. Timeline: four guys who really hate school. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Timeline wise, too, it was like what? What year did Alice Cooper start? Because he was around for a bit before he started doing the whole evil thing. He started in the late Late sixties. Yeah, late sixties. But he, but he put out like a few records before he became. Yeah. Zappa Zappa. signed him to his to straight. was it bizarre? Bizarre records, I think. yeah. 
See, and so Zappa did the first couple Alice Cooper albums. Oh wow! Okay, like yeah, not he was not as hands on as I think they was that what the deal was? They thought he was going to be more hands on than he was. Like he signed him, and then he kind of just rolled tape and split, isn't yeah. it something like that? Yeah, and then he, he I, I think he, he he didn't want what a song that was, I guess, his first big hit to 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 come out or something. Is was that what so, it was? Which something which one like was that? that? I, I can't remember the what. Ballad of Dwight Fry. No, it would have been like a, like an actual hit. I wonder. If, I wonder if it was schools out or something. I don't know, but. Uh, well, he thought it, he, it was, was too commercial like off of his later out. Yeah, like, yeah, later. yeah. I can't remember. Did you ever see that uh, that footage of uh, it's a real young Zappa on the Steve Allen program? Oh yes, with the the, the bicycle. The bicycle. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Have you ever Wait, seen this? No. What does he do? He's <laughs> he's just kind of showing Steve <laughs> Allen. He's like anything could be an instrument, and he's condescending even then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no clout. <laughs> this. Can you imagine how <laughs> arrogant him and. Captain Beefheart yeah. must have been uh, yeah. as like high school like these are high school students who yeah. are friends with each other and they <laughs> must have been so in the th- late fifties. Imagine how arrogant <laughs> those guys were. Now I have to go back to to Amoeba and get this DVD I didn't buy the other day, which is called it's a documentary called When Frank Met Don. Don is Captain Beefheart's real name. So. Like, what can that be about? I mean, these two insufferable guys. It's their class schedule from high school. Yeah. We think it was cat. second period break that really brought <laughs> yeah. them together. When I first heard uh, Captain Beefheart, it was like all my friends, you know, we were all into, like, you know, we were all in the punk and then everything, yeah. everyone kept on trying to push it, see yeah. what the weirder thing, everyone, everyone was always trying to bring the next weird thing to the table and, you know, like, and... Uh, everyone kept to be fart showed like my friends like check this out this is like Zappa's weird friend and yeah. like I was just like yeah I like hooks I like hooks it just it was uh, it was just too weird for me and then that's those guys like went further and then they started getting into noise like yeah they got to like man's a bastard than bastard noise and then did, they were just listening to static after yeah. you know yeah. a while which I never got into but what are they into now they all like they all listened to they kept on listening to like straight edge hardcore yeah, yeah, they kept up with it. it it's still around. <laughs> you like noise in your stuff, Mike? Like you noise. have such a, yeah, like like you your stuff's super catchy, but you also have that just layer of noise like running the song through. They played, I could hear it. Sure. Yeah, but that that's noise I think that's just in a it's constru- recorded shitty. <laughs> but it's like there's construction there. It's like it's not just yeah. Sure, no, I there's definitely a difference between you know straight up experimental noise and what you're doing but you but there's an element to that that you're yeah. incorporating into yeah. stuff yeah i like that stuff yeah maybe do you, do you get into that stuff no no like you like good rock and roll tunes like you're obsessed with the uh, rocket from the crypt uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah i like rock and roll sort of stuff uh hooks yeah but what's like the like as far because we when you're finding new music and you're in that kind of phase in your life, when you keep on pushing forward to try and find like the more right. extreme thing and the more, you know, just that that small little thing in your head, it's like, who, what's going to piss off the squares more or my parents more or some of that? Uh, like, wh- how? And I've listened to some stuff that's like straight up just crazy stuff. How often do you go back to that? Like, what's some of the noisiest, craziest stuff you listen? Do you ever? How I, often do you go back to it? I still love like uh, a lot of early hardcore. The, um, the first MDC album is still yeah. one of my favorite albums. I love, I love that. Um, what else? Um, Minor Threat stuff like that. Yeah, um, I'll still listen to that. But like, the thing is, like, those are still like 
good songs. They're yeah, they're still songs. songs. I'm trying to think of like anything that's like maybe Chrome. Um, yeah. There's some post-punk stuff that gets kind of too out there for me. Yeah. Swell Maps. Yeah. I, I like them. And even some Wire, too. I feel like they're good bands to name drop, but sometimes they're hard to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, that was always the thing. I was like, who really listens to this stuff? Like, who puts it on? I who goes like, to you know Wire. What? You don't listen to Wire? Wire has, has some good pop I'll listen songs to Pink Flag. I like. Yeah. Sure. You know? But it's uh, as far Outdoor as minor. just... Like, there's sometimes... Like, when I got back into... Like buying records, I just I did this thing where I was like, if I if I used to have it on CD or if I you know mm-hmm. remembered it as a mm-hmm. kid, I bought it, and then I had to stop because I was just like, when am I going to put this on? When am I going to be tooling around the house? I'm going to want to listen to Charles Bronson or Spaz or Los Crudos, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Now, Mike, you were so awesome. I'm such a huge fan of yours. You know that. <laughs> Sounds like a butt's about to yeah, come. Yeah, I wonder where this is going. No, I just I like you a lot. Thanks, Tom. I just I feel like you're underappreciated. Yeah, I'm actually, and like this isn't to like you know diss you in any way. There's a couple bands that like uh, I really like, and your you know your music is really a big part of that. Uh, that I just don't understand why it's not you know it's, it's going to happen, guys. <laughs> There's a plan. There's uh, yeah. a plan in motion. You must have seen a ton of the both, like both of you guys, like just from even working mm. at the station for so long. Like it's like it's uh, like pause. I think is one of those bands for me. Yeah. Where it's uh, along with Mike, where it's just like I'm like I don't get it. It's like it's it's it sounds like something people would just right. be going crazy for, mm-hmm. and it's just you just have to put it out in front of them. I don't know. It just sometimes it just doesn't happen. Um, I the, there's this good uh, documentary about Graham Parker and the Rumor, mm-hmm. and. Basically, it's the same thing. It's like everything was in place, and just it just didn't happen for some reason. Like yeah. it didn't blow up the way. That's most documentaries on Netflix these days. Yeah, true. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like you know, the big star documentary. Pentagram. Yeah, yeah. Like, everything was supposed to work out. Yes. On my way here, I was listening to a Rory Gallagher album. Yeah. Because <laughs> I saw a documentary on Netflix. I was like, that guy seems interesting. He got mm-hmm. Phil Line at his start in Ireland. Yeah. Right. I was reading an article. I was reading an article recently about like uh, like a lot of people that are around. The music scene in Detroit around the time where like Rodriguez was supposed to be the guy that made it, and they're like, "Right, ah, he's just kind of a fucked up dude. He kind of fucked it up himself." There's oh, really yeah. a ton of reasons why that guy didn't right. fucking oh, make really? it because mm-hmm. yeah. apparently he was just a monster. Yeah, like you know, sometimes it's it's just bad luck. The circumstances don't work out, and sometimes you fuck it up yourself. Yeah, you know, you make wrong decisions. You you treat people horribly and it comes back to bite you yeah i mean how how many steal their beer steal their beer <laughs> uh, i just want to let listeners know 10 years later not made eye contact they're on your show he's showed up. <laughs> and then they're ready to finally settle the score i just can't imagine you buying a beer that's the that's the oh, you should have seen me. me back how then. long ago was this that was probably 10 years okay, ago that, at this right. easily yeah, 10 still, years ago yeah, at this point Ought five yeah. yeah. Well, Great it was year. around the same time as like when were we doing like Freeloaders Guide stuff? It was probably that, 2006. That, yeah. that, that was that was a good mm-hmm. point. You did. Yeah, you your made public a perception web was series of about what a scumbag you were. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Wait, I forgot about that. That's true. <laughs> you were glorifying that whole part yeah, of things. I was playing yeah. the character. Of course, it was you. No. You were yeah. probably honest. I, I wrote a lot of that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make fun of me. You know, John played in Rocket f- from the Crypt. I did. Well, group sounds. I right? played on, yeah. a, on an album by them. 
That's, I, that's probably my favorite. We spoke about that last night, didn't we? Uh, we didn't, but my friend Chris did, and he told me. That oh, okay, to that's right. <laughs> Your friend Chris, it was, so I it saw was a earlier, who was wearing a wire shirt. Or is that another That's friend? Tad. Oh, never mind. Tad's I saw you. What did Chris have to say about <laughs> it? Never mind. Tad's weird. He said that uh, one of the song names that wasn't used on that album, you guys used on a. Yes, uh, we we recorded this joke song like a, it was at the height of rock rap. Yeah, <laughs> and we all remember those times. The joke was that we were, so this would have been two thousand and one, I think. And oh, I, th- I thought that was like last year. Group right? <laughs> no, height of rock rap. <laughs> the height of oh, rock no, rap. No, no. And we, the joke was going to be that they had just signed this. Not lab, when you got called, into it. <laughs> Vagrant Records, and yes. so I think it was their first record for Vagrant. That's right. And mm-hmm. First after le- go, leaving the major, right? Yes. Yeah. It was after RFTC. RTC. Yes. Yep. And Adam left the band, and uh, so they're looking for a drummer, but they wanted to make a record, so I, they asked me to play on it, and. Um, uh, the first song that the label was going to hear was going to be this, so- this song, <laughs> this song called hu- Honeybone, Yankee on my Honeybone, that sort of thing. Oh, no. And it was really funny. And <laughs> where can we hear that? I think yeah. I think I have it somewhere. Oh, you gotta, you gotta post like a minute yeah. long. But Tom and I Please. had this call um, on one of our CDs where I call in as this guy who's in a band called Mother Thirteen, which is just this <laughs> yeah. awful. Modern rock band, yeah, this corp like yeah. so playing so, the game. So one of those bands that was just like he he name drops all this cool stuff like Nirvana and Black Flag and Big Star, but the ba- the you you hear the song. I play I play him the song, and it's just the most generic song. And basically, uh, um, my friend and I wrote this song, like the, just this terribly generic modern rock song, but it was just built over. The first four bars of of this Honeybone song. Oh, I just grabbed the drums from it, <laughs> and, and we made the the song over this. So, this "Rock from the Crypt" song exists <laughs> as the foundation of this terrible song. Wow. So did John do vocals on like he did? He rapped. Yes, on he it? rapped, and I uh, I think we traded raps. Okay. Okay. On it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. When did I see you, though? It was like a New Year's Eve show at Maxwell's. That was... The night I passed out on stage in front of Peter's bass amp. Yes. I mean, that was way before. That, 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 would, was, that would have been the late, was, the mid Yeah, that was probably like 95 or yeah. 96. Yeah. And you were wearing like a moo-moo. <laughs> I was. Right? I was. sobriety's been pretty <laughs> great for you. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was talking to, like, uh, I was talking to Fogelnest, and he was just you know, talking about, like, all the stuff he was, like, working on. And I was like, I was like, wow, it's really good. He's like, yeah. It turns out Quinn Heron was like the best thing I ever yeah. did <laughs> for my career. Yeah, it works out that way. But it's it's it's. I mean, it's it would be fun to have a sip of that. Oh, I'm sorry. But, yeah, but, it's but, weird that but, I, there's the fucking. Of no, no, no. I, I'm just being like, yeah, as a a, a loosener, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't need to do that. You seem fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a lot looser than Tom here. Tom's got some stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so tense. I'm so tense right now. This drink thing is still just hanging. Regret doing this a little. The drink thing is hanging over my head. That beer. I can't. That three dollar beer. That place that should have been shut down yeah. for a hundred reasons. That's speakeasy. Now, did you even remember this? 
Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> are you kidding? Oh, I, oh, oh. Yeah. I, I didn't know if it was something you just didn't think about until he brought it up. No, 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 no. No, no. It's I, always, I, I, always I, stewing. I, I heard yeah. you. This runs right under the surface. Oh, that, that, re- that's disc three of your box set. <laughs> yeah, I just really, him talking about. I really this. thought it would just be a fun thing to no, have I, a connection for the audience to hear about the, the old times that Tom and I had. And we've really talked about it every I'm, single time we've seen each other in person. Oh, I'm oh doing, really? I'm doing the thing right now. Oh, you're doing the thing? I'm doing the thing. The character? I don't care. <laughs> I just want I just want to have some good you know old rock talk. beers I can afford? You know how many beers I can afford now? <laughs> like six. <laughs> or ten. A pony keg's worth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need that party one beer ball. again. Yeah. Yeah. Tom went was, down to Wall Street and signed that book. I went there. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was flush with monk money yeah. back yeah. then. Yeah. With a sharp Are you done signing the book? Now let me show you the collection of UFOs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the next that's the next room they bring you into. Peter Chris. <laughs> All right, Peter, are you really ready to have your mind blown? You signed the book. Now we're going to show you all the secrets of the universe because you've generated one million dollars. You get to know everything. Oh, God loves the rich. Yeah. Just imagine them showing Zach. Zach. <laughs> Hangover 2 made so much money. It's time. Yeah. They bring him into a room. Him and the other, yeah. all the hangover guys are in the room. Yeah. Principles only. Plus a bunch of like real yeah. estate guys. But they don't let, <laughs> just yeah. other weird. They don't let that fourth. Benchmark yeah. right at a million dollars as inflation has played havoc. Do they yeah. let, what's his face in? Justin Bartha? Does he get to, like, if they're going to like, let the hangover exactly. guys? No. Right? That's, that's the Roz deal. He's essentially the reason the movies exist. Yes, he is. Yet they write him out of every one, right? Yeah. yeah. He's the. Uh, He's like the the uh, the MacGuffin in the yeah. whole thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or like um, in Scream, what's her name from E.T.? <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Yeah. It was like she was on the poster and everything, but she dies immediately. Five minutes in. Janet Lee style. That's right. He's, uh, he's got all that uh, national treasure money, so he doesn't really need <laughs> he's much in those of anything movies? else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd never seen any of those movies. Oh. Well, yeah. you're missing out. I don't think I am. <laughs> I'm gonna. I've never seen either of them, and I'm either gonna say them? we are not missing out. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what am yeah. I supposed to? He's looking for a thing on the Declaration of Independence. That sounds hey, like it's a the, treasure map on the Declaration. That of Independence. sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> yeah. in my life. You didn't like the legend of Ben Franklin's gold? <laughs> Is that the? That's, that's the second one. I that's think. the second City Slickers movie. <laughs> yeah. City Slickers two. It's, the it's legend of Ben one. Franklin's yeah, gold. Billy yeah. Crystal loses his watch. Um, Billy Crystal. I want to know what you guys thought about uh, Sonic Highways. Haven't I haven't seen the one, Foo Fighters one second of it? TV show? No, mm-hmm. never saw it. I watched like four or five of them. Yeah. Um, I like the Chicago one. Chicago and Agreed. DC. Yeah. I like the DC one. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I thought the New Orleans one was a, a reach. Yep. It was, and it was very similar to uh, Nashville. Yes. It's like what the. Two cities in which he he has no connection to the music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's just trying. Watching him at the beginning, trying to like jam with that that Dixieland swing oh. was one of the weirdest yeah. things imaginable. And did you see the Los Angeles episode? I did see the Los Angeles one. I found it very surprising that there was you know no interviews with Rollins or. Uh, it was weird because it was like they talked about the desert scene. So they talked about Queens and Caius and all those dudes, which is not Los Angeles. That's uh, like two yeah, counties that's, away. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost in the other state nearby. And, and, then like, and then they talk about the germs, kind of. And it was just very upsetting to me. And, uh, and Joe Walsh. 
And yeah, yeah, somehow. Yeah. somehow. Yeah. That, that Joe Walsh scene is pretty good, though. It's it's kind of <laughs> worth it to see him just sit there, just like. Did you watch that? Uh, any of the, uh, the Eagles documentary? Is that? Oh, yeah, I watched every frame of that Eagles. <laughs> that's a fucking seen hard one. Five to get times. Is yeah, like three yeah. hours long. They all it's, seem yeah. like the worst dudes. It's a marathon. Yeah. That's it's, the word. It's three hours <laughs> long. <laughs> and the Eagles clearly said. Our second act is just as important yep. as our first <laughs> act. So each one is going to be ninety, like yeah. the seventies up to the up to yeah. the up to yeah. uh, <laughs> what is it? The long, the long run. run. Yeah, and then, that's ninety minutes. And then us getting back together will be another ninety minutes. It's like yeah. no, you're spacing that story out. <laughs> Your pace that is very poorly paced. You could wrap the other thing up in twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but then. Uh, that song "Get Over It" is just <laughs> skin crawling. Yeah, I want to spank your. your child? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, classic Henley lyric. <laughs> Don I Henley. About that on the way over too. That moment where like I think it's Glenn Fry, <clears throat> where he just gets like real tough and is like, you know what? We're writing most of these songs, so you guys don't get paid anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, all right. I guess this isn't really a band anymore. And when he's like. Yeah, back then we were really like, we were desperados back then. And we were really, yeah. like they start to believe that they're like actual cowboys, which yeah. is really. And it gets to archival 8 millimeter footage of them playing football. <laughs> like, oh yeah, short shorts, playing football, real tough guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Real outlaws. But then they, uh, and they needed some muscle, so they got uh, Irving. Irving Azoff? They got Irving, but then they needed some rock. So then got they Joe. went and got Joe. Joe laid down life in the fast lane. Made that possible. Tom, what would it be like <laughs> oh if if Joe Walsh uh-huh. and Joe Namath had a talk show? Uh, do I have to do both of them? Yes. <laughs> what are they talking about? They're talking about um, the dress. The dress. <laughs> the internet meme? Yes. Internet meme. Okay. Oh, this is going to not be good. Well, you pick the topic. Okay. Well, someone else. I can't do the dress. I know nothing about the dress. They're talking about Joe Dirt. Yeah. The Joe Dirt sequel. Okay, that they're, they're talking about, yeah. It's, uh, so it would be something like this, uh, Joe, it's, it's really exciting that there's a Joe Dirt sequel in the works because David Spade's <laughs> Acting in the first Joe Dirt movie was wonderful. Because Joe Namath has the weirdest accent. <laughs> it's a uh, Pittsburgh born, guy. Born in Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. Then goes and plays football in Alabama, picks up a Southern accent on the way, <laughs> then goes to New York and tries to sound cosmopolitan. <laughs> so it's this three it's this three-sided accent <laughs> going on and it led to him three-sided two affectations. Yeah, led to him sticking the L's so hard. <laughs> Play. Yeah. And then Joe Walsh, Joe Walsh. is like, "How you doing?" <laughs> it's, it's Joe Dirt, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing that John and I do a lot. I cannot get enough of <laughs> Joe Namath. Joe Namath talking to Joe Walsh, the Joe Show. <laughs> the <laughs> I used to make uh, my old boss at the record store do conversations between uh, Fred Schneider 
and uh, Jello Biafra. Oh, those are that's that's a great yeah. one. Those are great choices. We had like this like rack of postcards. Hey. Yeah, it was just like uh, yeah. It was and just what about Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> Going down to Walmart. Uh, the uh, oh, well, that was a thing that I, I, I saw Dana Gould do once, where he's just doing a. Uh, Fred Schneider singing Doors songs. <laughs> and it just like it shows how shitty all the lyrics are. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking good. about that last night. Touch me. <laughs> yeah. We're saying that like picture it's like 1967, 68. You're a kid who's totally into the Doors. You go to the record store. You see the new singles called Touch Me. You're like, this is going to be their most outrageous record to date. <laughs> like, Touch Me. This one is going to be, this one's going to be insane. Yeah. And then you get home and it's like, wait, this is a Tom Jones song. It's got a saxophone solo on it. And then the other one moment we talk about a lot is that, I mean, he was 27 when he died. Yeah. 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 That's the club, right? How hard... Did he have to work to get that bloated? And, <laughs> like that's like you're working against right. your body. Just chemistry. You're the moment of the best metabolism, and yeah. he's fighting it. A guy who was like a, a god three years early, like with shirtless pictures everywhere of him. Yeah, and then he's just then the day he walks, they're like, "All right, we're gonna reconvene for LA Woman." Then he comes through the door, <laughs> giant beard. Wait. Hey, where's Jim? Where's that logger? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he says his voice was like, his yeah. voice was already gone yeah. at yeah. that point. Jesus. Like, that's like aggressive to get to that point. Well, what did end up killing him? Was it, it wasn't just drinking, was it? Uh, was he a barf choker? <laughs> he, no, he, he wasn't he a died, barf choker. Di- died in the bathtub. And Miss, I guess uh, he was. They never, uh, they never had a death certificate for him. They never found the doctor who signed yeah. it. It was just that he died. And they dumped him in the ground. This is a good... That's the thing. It's like uh, you can tell that people really didn't care that much about him because no one believes he's still alive. Uh, no, <laughs> no one, there's no conspiracies. There's like, there's no way. Oh, no, must, something must have happened. Oh, oh, I think you might be mistaken, sir. Oh. There are people who talk about him being alive. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you think the whole Eddie and the Cruisers thing was about? That was a. I just thought that was a original for, idea that yeah, they came up with. Just a great movie. Yeah, two movies. It was two movies. Yeah, yeah. And the second one, he was just playing bars. Right. As, you imagine that? That's the dumbest thing. He's what, was he playing bars just for the love of the music? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he hated that someone figured out he was Eddie. Yeah. And then he ended up in arenas. <laughs> Oops. And the Seasons in Hell album finally came out. I broke my fingers playing that shit. <laughs> uh, all right, we're Sal. Take- Sal was the bassist, right? Yes. Yeah. We're going to take a break with a submitted song by a band called Magnasaur. This is the song Ooh. Titty Binge. Thanks for submitting oh, great. Your, your music. If you want your music heard on Jonah Radio, just submit to JonahRadio at gmail.com, R-A-Y-D-I-O.
screwed up too. Yeah, because I was laughing at your fuck up. I didn't really fuck up though. I kind of nailed it. Yeah, I gave you ten seconds, and you just start scan through. Not ready. <laughs> and what's with it? We used that used to go on a lot longer. What happened? There it is. The bands we play deserve stuff like that. That was Turf War with the song Tears to the Ears off the album Years of Living Dangerously. What was the previous song? Previous song from that was Magnosaur. What, what was the song called? You, you want to say the name of the song? A little song called Titty Binge. A little song called Titty Binge. Here's some other tracks off of Magnosaur by Magnosaur. <laughs> is My Own Robot, Dubstep Classic. Hold on. Dubstep Classic. <laughs> Real quick, guys. Quick, quick listen review. Not sound like upset to me. Nope. Got real disappointed. Really wanted there to be some dubstep. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> now, as a drummer, do you somewhat appreciate dubstep beats? I, I I know so little about dubstep. You'd have to play me some so I could comment. No, really. Please, yes, yeah. I'm sure I've heard it. Well, let's see. What's a classic dubstep? Is it real fast? It can be. Uh, it's all about like builds and then drops. I want to say uh, Borgor. 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 No. Go generic. Go Skrillex. Skrillex. All right. Uh, go to pop. the Walmart it's of too dubstep. Poppy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Like, let's, let's go to my website. Deep dubstep for you. Um. <laughs> 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 Number four. Number, Number four, four, yeah. The letter four guy is an asshole. So dubstep. <laughs> God, this kid. These fucking kids. Um, let's see here. Okay, so we're supposed to talk over this, right? So this is your standard DJ fare. Right. I thought the dubstep was like the like a little circuit bendery to it a little bit. Like you're you're playing with the uh Oh here it comes. Oh yeah, that's okay. It's almost it, I think I like barbershop more. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing with dubstep though, it's like the cutting out. Right. And it's almost like the the riding of the uh the fader. And it's like the beat comes on the other side. Right. Th- that's all the difference, it seems to me. Anyone else? I think you just uh, broke it down. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you walking away into a sunset right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a... It's, I try to embrace new sounds. Sure. Because uh, I don't want to... Get old? You will, I think that's it, right? Isn't that like a big reason for trying, trying to stay current? How old are you? I'm 32. Okay. What's that? What? I, I was just curious. Well, that sounded weird. Because you're kind well, of what, So what's, uh, what's your surmise now? <laughs> no, I, I, th- I, I respect the fact that you are keeping abreast of new sounds. Trying to. Yeah. It's not It's fun. hard. It's, it's ha- hard. It's hard because there's a lot to wade through. There is. It seems like there's more now than ever. Right, but it's only because we're aware of it. Right, like M- Mac from Super Chunk. I-, I have the utmost respect for it. That he he will genuinely just pursue new things and just listen and listen. I, I don't have the patience to just 
to wade through a hundred things to find the one thing that I like. Yeah, I mean, I'll try, and RDO has been pretty good with that uh, for me of just like Tuesdays. Right. And when I get up in the morning, I'll just kind of flip through the new releases. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't frequent, I don't frequent uh, plays like Pitchfork or AV Club, right. uh, just because it's it's filtered through some guy that you might not mm-hmm. get along with. It's uh, like sure. you, know, you probably don't. Yeah, probably not. They're all monsters. But, uh, like, Tom, do you keep up? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I go with, I, I tend to lean on labels yes. to see what labels yeah. kind of put out. And if there's a label you start to trust, then you can kind of. You'll give it a chance. Just yeah, you can hang in there and see what they do next. So it's like, yeah, there's but like. But even that nowadays is scattered. Like, you know, like, you know, anything could, it, labels are putting out stuff faster than ever. It's, it's. Like I remember when you know, when I found Burger Records, I was like, "Oh, cool!" Start to listen to Burger Records, mm-hmm. but they put out like you know a few things a week. Mm-hmm. Sure, but you don't have to hear all of it. You, it's not a race. You can if if you know you're trying, that's enough. <laughs> I think you know, so. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to take all of it in. Yeah, you just find your comfort level with it, and you also don't want to be at the point where you're just like consuming stuff, but not even giving yourself a chance to appreciate it. For sure. So there's a point where you got to make sure you're hearing the stuff and not just listening to it once and moving on to the next thing. Like, you're not collecting listens for things. Yeah, there's the idea of just kind of, you know, especially with stuff like RDO and Spotify where people just kind of go, you know, they listen to it. I go, oh, I like it. And they press favorite and it goes into their library. But that might be the last time they hear it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not the point of any of it. No, not at all. And... So, yeah, I, I try to find stuff, but I also try to keep listening to it, too, and, and hopefully it gets it becomes special to you. Yeah. What's what, what was the last kind of big record for you? Um, It's so hard to say. It's like I end up listening to a lot of stuff like the OCs I listen to over and over. Yeah. And Ty Siegel I just listen to over and over. Yeah, like, he's great. Like those are like the... And this guy here, I listen to over and over. My crawl. Yeah. Every time I put like a song Not of yours Neil. on a video on Instagram, <laughs> people always want to know who it is. Yeah. Which is weird because I'll put who it is and I still ask. <laughs> and I, I, you know, ter- my wife Terry had a show on WFMU, and that's how that's how I had right. first heard yeah. your yeah, stuff. I was going to ask, how did you guys end up knowing each other? A couple different ways. There's we have Pick the most interesting couple one. Couple um, well, so I, I played a show in in, uh, in Jersey City, just a, like a random one-off show. Um, you don't play out much at all. I don't. Yeah, hardly ever. Yeah. So this you was, had a whole opening video when you opened up for Super. That's right. That, yeah. That you yeah. go yeah. Center for the that arts. Was crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where it was just like, the whole thing was that's that right. you don't have a band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find that on YouTube, listeners. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I so I played a show in Jersey City, and then uh, my friend Pat Byrne, who has a radio show on WFMU, at that time he had like the the graveyard shift. Yeah, he was but, like three a.m. to mm-hmm. six a.m. That show was on from nine p.m. to midnight, uh-huh. and then you were in the building. I was. I was. Pat. I was staying at his house. Yeah. yeah. So I went. I I was just. It was either go back to his house and he's not going to be there, or hang out at WFMU. And then mm-hmm. I think you left your keys. Or you left your wallet. You left something. something I left something in the station. So you and showed up. I came up. back in. Yeah, at two yes. a.m. Yeah, I think I had to drop somebody off. There's probably I probably had a guest on the show that night. Went into the city, left my records there just so I could get them in and out real mm-hmm. fast. 
this is the most interesting <laughs> version of how of how we have people in right. common. You should hear the other two versions. <laughs> if this version is making you nod off, just wait till I tell you the version where Mike sent a record to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, sounds that like too. a weird indie rock like domestic dispute send a record to my wife it sounds like something to be disputed in like indie court <laughs> well so i think the first thing you said to me was i was in the cd room and you were like you're not supposed to be in here but i was, but I was joking you, you yelled at me that was our first interaction yeah. i was joking i he was joking i, I you know i was allowed cared. to take his beer you were allowed to be in I the n- cd room i never ever joke. cared who was in the library at the station well, that's good. I want to delve into other things where people said you were you said something mean, and then you just go, "I was joking." I was joking. <laughs> or I them. said something mean, like, "Hey, please don't steal my beer." <laughs> mean things like that. You're right. Or, "Hey, stranger, please don't <laughs> steal records from the WFMU library." Those were you horrible planning things. on stealing? No, he I was wasn't not stealing no, anything. I no. was joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just don't stick your your st- sticky finger context onto the thing between me and Mike. <laughs> Just because you were, Sick you were down on your luck. Your you were down on your luck at that point. You saw a beer sitting there. You licked your chops. The worst you part is you walked away right when my beer got there, and you were like, you were like, oh, here we go. You just looked at that beer, and then like a mirage, it turned into a different beer. Yeah, yeah, like you would only have one beer. Like it's just like, oh, I have two. Well, that's. In what would I do with two beers? What would I do? <laughs> Hello, new friend. There must be some sort of a, a confusion here. Nope, you were stealing it. Um, I like you so much. I like you so much. You say that, but and I, I know you mean it. There's two hey. words. There's two words you have to say, and then this is behind us. I said I'm sorry about <laughs> how there was a misconstrued moment. That was like seven words. That wasn't two words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And who said I'm sorry were the two words I wanted to hear. <laughs> After that, it's all just butter. Pete Rose. <laughs> Those are the two words. What, you got it. Is that what the Baseball Hall of Fame? That the Hall of Fame's been waiting for? <laughs> for him to say I'm sorry? Yeah. Oh. Is he still alive, Pete Rose? Yeah, he's still Pete Rose. Still really? Pete still, Rose. still signing cards. Still an asshole. Can you imagine how little a Pete Rose autograph is worth at this point oh, with man. the amount yeah, that he's signed? Right. Yeah, because he's been making his living si- signing autographs forever. So now his autograph isn't yeah, worth anything. Yeah, he's just diluted <laughs> yeah. the pool. Because yeah. there's just a point when everybody who wants a Pete Rose autograph yeah. has gotten one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want a Pete like Rose new... autograph? I got like three. I don't <laughs> need it's it It's not anymore. like new crops of Pete Rose fans coming up every year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well... He did did a lot in the gambling world that people are still just yeah. getting around just to. Just gamblers. Yeah, can this. someone make a, a, a baseball card of his like gambling stats? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and people were having him sign things like that said like I bet on baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he would do that. I think I think he would charge you extra, but he would do it to sign. Like what? What's going on there? We're just like, and who wants that? Be like, yeah, check out the baseball I got. He wrote. I bet on baseball on it. Like that's like evil yeah. autograph collecting. Yeah. <laughs> Getting people to write terrible yeah, things. I had Mark McGuire sign it. I took steroids. It's a, <laughs> worth so much. At Jose Canseco write, I beat my wife. <laughs> yeah. Confession baseball autographs. <laughs> Bad news. 
Well, I think we talked about everything we could have talked about. <laughs> hey, we went into baseball there at the end. Yeah. Hard- Mr. Hardwick's going to be so upset with me about talking about baseball on a Nerdist podcast. <laughs> um, so you guys, where can people go and buy this? At the label's site or at the best show? You can go to numerogroup.com. That's mm-hmm. the full address. Mm-hmm. They put out the Sharpling and Worcester box set. It's called... The best of Sharpling and Worcester on the best show. Yes. Nice. And then people can hear the best show at thebestshow.net. Which is, it's back and it's better than ever. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that, Jonah. Who's doing it this week? Who's doing the show this week? Yeah. Well, we're going to try, we're going to try to wrangle up some sort of episode from here. Nice. Oh, wow. We'll figure that out. Awesome. If you need yeah. any help with anything, I'm sure you got enough people willing to, but if... Well, you want to be on it? No, he was pitching me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Record it. Uh, no, I meant like if you need uh, like a place or... Oh, uh, I think we're good. Thank you. Okay. I do Just appreciate checking. it. I'm not no, sure no. how far you I are appreciate into appreciate it. Figuring out. Look, I don't want the boss man finding out about that. <laughs> 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 well, it's not like you're on Earwolf. It's really no uh, you know, <laughs> conflict of interest. Oh, maybe, wow. maybe we're, we might be using their equipment. <laughs> <laughs> right? This is Nerdist News. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks for being a part of this podcast. Uh, the level of contention that you've brought to it has been unrivaled. Are you talking to yourself right now? Yes. <laughs> right? This is, are, you, are you looking in a mirror? Yeah. <laughs> you just really hit the skids we get there, to buddy. Do the, the podcast every week is just put a mirror in front of him. <laughs> I yeah. get real nervous. I don't like necessarily having a podcast or hosting a podcast, and I just kind of get in my head about hoping that you guys had a good time. I know you had to drive a little ways, and I... Oh, I had a great time. Oh, yeah. I loved it. It was yeah. awesome. I don't believe this. I don't. Why? I don't know why. I... I got crazy self-esteem issues, though. <laughs> I thought we had a great talk. <laughs> we did. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's just it's the... Uh, it's so quiet. So what? It's so quiet. Well, we're also getting used to oh. the new space. I don't think that helps at yeah. all. And the, it, the lack of headphones makes it seem more quiet than it is. Well, yeah. we're, that's what we, we always do, lack of headphones. But I'm also saying that's why it's... It's, it's very quiet to me. Yeah. Because you're just saying things and they're not bouncing back in That's your own true. head yeah i don't know i don't know when my i get so uh, sensitive about it i really i'm thinking about no, i'm not gonna talk about this on the air uh thank you so much for joining <laughs> us oh come on now you gotta tell no, me i want to hear tell what are you thinking about stop. no you, you gotta finish that sentence at least no i, I just i don't want kids tweeting out about uh my my future plans <laughs> okay it's uh, none of their business what it's none of their business yeah if i want to take a guy home with me tonight that's right it's none of their business exactly I'll go chasing waterfalls. Why'd you look at me? <laughs> I don't know. It's easy on the eyes. Um, I want to end the uh, the show on another um, Mike Kroll song. Now, not another Argent song. <laughs> uh, now, Mike. Shit, it's hard to. Such a good looking band. I think I'm gonna do. Um, Look, 15 minutes like is one of my all-time favorite jams of yours. Cool. What's that? They have haircuts like they're on decks of cards, like, you know, like the jack <laughs> of the uh, <laughs> So I think uh, if everyone listening in the uh, Los Angeles area wants to come to our live show uh, at 8 p.m. April 19th at Gorilla Mall, 
uh, we'd be happy to have you. It's going to be a lot of fun. There will be uh, they have a good selection of beers. They have great burgers, and yes. you'll probably get more hungover by the burgers there mm-hmm. than the actual beers. Uh-huh. Wait, what uh, do they have a good selection of? Uh, beers. Oh, okay. <laughs> beers. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds. You can just grab one. Just go there and just grab one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good selection. You can just grab it and then <laughs> see what they say. Free beers for everybody. Don't ask us to. <laughs> Yeah. He didn't even bring up that Tom gave me an award once. That's true. You didn't bring it up. Yes. That is. No, I said we didn't. Yeah, 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 no, you didn't. I also didn't. I no, w- yeah, yeah. What's the no, award? So Neil's thinking like, everyone knows he gave me an award. Why isn't anybody saying that? I know, that? right? It was. Uh, I can't remember if it was at that point Gomp of the Year or Heave Ho of the Year. It's, I think it was Gomp of the Year. Yeah. And what, were, what was the context for the call? Uh... I and Gump is get off my phone. It's yes. me hanging up on people. I uh, I had seen Tom at a Ted Leo show downtown, and uh, but it, there was like a like a f- actual mosh pit, and I was on one side of it, and Tom was on the other side, and we had never met at that point. But I wanted to say hello, but then I left, and I felt <laughs> bad that I never said hello. And then uh, I told my then wife, I was like, I feel bad I never said hello to him at that show. But, you know, whatever. And then she said, you should call and say you're sorry you never <laughs> didn't say hi. And I said, that's the dumbest reason to call a radio. Like, that's, it's such an inside personal st- Like, no one gives a <laughs> shit. Like, no, I shouldn't call. And then she called and then handed me the phone. <laughs> and uh, I said, oh, hey, it's uh, Neil. Uh, uh, my wife thinks I should apologize for not. And then I got halfway through that <laughs> sentence. Tom said... Oh, she thinks you should apologize? Click. <laughs> Get off my phone. And then, at the end of the year, that was the uh, best hang-up of the year. <laughs> Apparently. Thank you. Yeah. Glad I got that in. Yeah. Oh, Look, God. That was as ex- exciting a story as when you guys met. <laughs> you know, that off, I think it's only right we do the original version. Okay. Hold on, wait. It doesn't work the same. What? Because I have the one set up so it it stops the song. Like so. Who let the dog <laughs> See? You gotta set it up right. Uh, oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of fun hanging out with Mike Troll, Tom Sharpling, and John Worcester. Please, everybody, be sure to follow them on the social networking things. If you go to our posting on the Nerdist site, you'll be able to see all the tags and all the things they're working on. Buy that box set. Um, can't have kids? Buy the box set. It'll weigh just as much as a baby, and you will never know the loving care of. Um, we, uh, we apologize for the first episode. Come to see us at uh, Grilla Mall. Uh, anyone got anything they want to say? To the hundred of people no, that listen to this, just thebestshow.net, numerogroup.com. And thank you for having us on the show. Thanks for coming and doing the show. It was we really great. Really loved it. it. A long thank time I've been wanting to have you guys on, and I didn't know how to divvy up the conversation between the two of you. you now I'm in my head again. You did a masterful <laughs> job. Yeah. Did I do okay? It was fun. No, no. complaints. I, Seriously. I really just don't want to host. Oh, uh, stop. I don't. Cross, not at all. Oh, you did a great... It was a great show. Thanks. Thank I had you. a great time. So you're saying it's a great show, more so than the best show? 
Yeah, it's a great show. <laughs> yeah, well, see, you got to pick it apart. Just take the compliment. I'll try. I'm so Just bad take at the compliment. it. Compliment. You know, you notice great... how I took you insulting my shirt way with way more stride. I didn't even mean that. I felt. Like, I, felt I like that shirt. I <laughs> felt bad so about much. it. I, felt, I... I don't know why I did that. I don't make fun of people's clothes. All I wear are polo shirts. I have no right to I've make fun of anybody. So I want to play one of my favorite Mike Kroll jams, which is off also I Hate Jazz. It's the song 15 Minutes, which is fantastic. It's a, it's it's about if there was 50 minutes left in the world, what would a girl do? Would she go and hang out with you, or would yeah, she go hang out with her friends? Sure, that's what yes. And you never know. You still with that girl? No, no. <laughs> so you got your answer. I did. I When's did, the record yeah. come out? Uh TBD. Okay, it's great. I've heard it. Jonas heard, heard it. it. It's great. Really awesome. Yeah. The third. The third. Can you yeah. say the name of it? Not yet. Okay. No. I'm not saying it. I know it, but I'm not saying okay. it. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you Thank so much you. for listening to Gender Radio. Nerdist.com